This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we welcome a new superhero and a new villain to the MCU in our WandaVision Episode 7 review. Plus, the DCEU casts a new Supergirl. Jennifer Lawrence may or may not be cast in the Fantastic Four. And we got new trailers for Robert Kirkman's Invincible TV show and the Mortal Kombat reboot. Geek Boner! All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, February 21st, 2021. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, as always, uh, he puts the pus in Disney+. Plus. Of course, it's a rug boy. <laughs> How's it going, rug boy? You oozing geekiness over there. Yeah, I got Accutane <laughs> to fucking take care of my, my felty zits. You put some ointment on that. You are oozing nerdiness. Yeah. Do you like that one? The pus in Disney Plus? I'm yeah, that was good. surprised it took me this long to come up with that one. It's just been sitting there. That was good. Thank you. I have to give you credit when it's due. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, everyone, sit down. It's fine. You can sit down. Oh, that's a long round. That's like an ovation. Yeah, it was good. It was a good line. I thought- <laughs> I thought that since I was this old, like my skin was gonna finally fucking dry up. <laughs> I guess, but I think they tell you like your skin dries up after you get laid. Ah, uh, uh, okay. See, that, all the moisture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There should have been a not funny there, but anyway. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> not funny. Yeah, I missed there should have been a not funny there. Yeah. Well, he 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 can't insult you, so of course well, he just did. He just gave himself a standing ovation. <laughs> I gave myself a standing ovation for calling him a pus. So I figured the next thing that was in the pipeline was a not funny. I did give him a pus ball. Lame. Yeah, called him a pus ball. Anyways. We've look. ruined the show. Yes. Let's yeah. get to the fucking shit. We're spending shit. too much time on other things that don't matter. Oh, my yeah. God. Why are we here? Let's do it. <laughs> the Jock <laughs> and Ned Podcast. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Oh, I went evil there a little bit. I went sinister. You sound like Tom Snyder. I'm kidding. Oh, Tom Snyder. That is a deep cut there, Rock. No one knows what we're talking about. Nobody knows uh, that old talk show host. Uh, I got a bunch of casting news in the news segment. We keep driving away like week. the important demographics to this show. Which are who? Who even is that? I don't know. The ones that matter, don't listen to this. <laughs> Once we figure it out. They just skip we'll, past this. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back. Just scrub that out and post. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll adjust it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Casting news, everything from confirmed casting to rumors to the reported. Let's start with confirmed. Here's the big one. From Deadline, the Young and the Restless Daytime Emmy nominee, Sasha Calais, has scored the feature role of DC Universe's new Supergirl. Geek boner. A Boston, Massachusetts-born Colombian actress is the first Latina Supergirl ever in DC. And look, check this out. It was chosen for more than 425 actresses who auditioned. Oh, shit. And she will debut in a weird movie, uh, The Flash. So 
and uh, director, the Flash director, Andy Machete, uh, apparently revealed this on Instagram Live, and he's talked about he watched he watched over four hundred auditions, uh, and picked Sasha Kelly. Uh, comment, guys, what do you think? We got to do Supergirl. Yet right. another one. I know you two are big on soap operas, so. Oh yeah, I never could... miss the young. And I love it when a soap opera actress <laughs> ascends. To being a major uh, movie star, we've like gotten that. Wait, well, we've gotten a lot of quality stars from the soaps. You can't, you know, denigrate all of them. We, got, we had uh, Clooney, <laughs> George Clooney came from soaps. Brad Pitt, I believe, did soap operas. Uh, right. So she's a she got a nominee. She got a daytime Emmy nominee. In fact, that's even better than a nighttime nominee, yeah. right? I don't know. <laughs> You're so cheesy. Is there a nighttime? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about when you hear Young and the Restless, you yeah, obviously yeah. have connotations there of what, what kind of actress she might be. I don't know anything. I will just say that she is very good looking. She yeah. is very good looking. There's Absolutely. nothing wrong in that department no. at all. Look, we had uh, people I seen the Twitters. Yeah. I seen people. What have they been saying? I s- what are the Twitters saying? I just want to say there's precedent for this. We had Jessica Alba play Sue Storm. Yes. And it was fine. I uh, she was hot. That's all that she really needs to be. And uh, hopefully you know she what? could act good. Even uh, Mel- Melissa Benoist. Uh, she's like a dark haired blonde. She's not blonde. Uh, and it kind of never made sense that Kal-El's cousin was blonde anyway, since he's got black hair, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. This makes more sure. sense, right? Sure. Uh, apparently, she, her chemistry read with uh, Ezra Miller went really well. And all these auditions were done during COVID. She didn't know what she was auditioning this. for. Uh, is this similar to maybe Zach? She didn't know what she was auditioning for. A little bit. She said she wasn't sure. Oh no, that maybe I confused that with uh, the audition <laughs> well, for Monica Rambo. Tayona Paris maybe mentioned she didn't know oh, what she was auditioning okay. for. I've been reading a Look, bunch of things. Nobody's got the right hair color, okay? Right. Aquaman doesn't. No. Fucking the Flash You're doesn't absolute, in the DCU. Yeah. Nobody has the right no. hair color. Nobody fucking. They don't give a shit about making it match. They're doing something else. The person is talented. Is this similar to maybe Zack Snyder casting Gal Gadot, Israeli Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and it being working out really well? This could also possibly have the same effect. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think. How can any of us comment on that when we don't we don't really know the actress? Right. Nobody knows (laughs) except if you watched. uh, I guess that's the only. I, I knew more about Gal Gadot than I did this actress. Right. Right. Yeah. Are you saying because they're both like foreign, maybe? Is that what you're getting at? Or just that they're unknown? For, is she foreign? Is she foreign? I don't it's even not know. Foreign. No, more that they're kind of unknown, you know, oh. unknown picks that now. Hey, does be- she have an accent like Gal Gadot? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of, they, they you know, sometimes they'll cast a name, but then there's times they do unknowns. Chris Hemsworth was pretty unknown. Yeah, a lot of these Thor. guys, we forget that they were kind of unknown. So this, this, uh, this could be good. Uh, it's also remember Supergirl played previously played by Helen Slater in the 1984 movie. Christian then, Slater? No, Helen Slater, his mom, Helen, and Melissa Benoist. Also, let's not forget this movie is also going to have uh fucking Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton as Batman and the Flash and all this Flashpoint stuff and now Supergirl. So, lot going on. Lot. Let it happen. Lot let's see if it even on. happens. Who knows if this movie's even going to happen? Yeah, who knows? Listener, what do you think? Let us know. Join the conversation. You can uh, join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's a closed, exclusive group. Jock and Nerd. Just for our listeners. It's interactive. We're all in there. Welcome new members this week. Danny Mashek, Caleb Esslinger, and Cheryl Gregg. 
Thanks for joining. We have spoiler threads for every episode of WandaVision every week, so you can geek out and spoilerize yourself in the Facebook group. Uh, Moving on to, here's a rumor that's already kind of been debunked, but I think the rumor is interesting, so I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law, said to have joined the cast of the MCU Fantastic Four reboot as Sue Storm. Oh, shit. Right? This is a rumor, and I will explain Maybe, maybe not. It's happening. There's some more information about the Fantastic Four movie. But what do you guys think if this if this were to happen? Is she going to complain about being in that costume, too? Exactly. Is she going to, like, fucking sleepwalk through the thing like she did with the Mystique a little bit? You're going to act like you want to be there, J-Law, this time? Yeah, I saw this. I mean, I'm open to it if she's enthused about the role. Because yes. when she is enthused about roles. Yeah, she's good. She's pretty good. Yeah. One of my friends said she's better in these non-blockbuster roles than she is when she gets the bigger roles. Absolutely. But we'll see. I, I mean, it's comicbook.com. They're, they're somewhat credible. Yes. They're, they're citing Australia's Daily Telegraph. Now, mm. the reason what throws a little more uh, cloudiness on this, also they've said that they have just started sitting down to write the Fantastic Four, because John Watts, who's directing, he's busy with Spider-Man 3. So there's no script right now. Uh, This is from Deadline reporter Justin Kroll. He said there's no script, and they just began meeting. But he didn't exactly say that rumor wasn't true. He didn't say it was true, but he didn't say it wasn't true. Also, she could be, uh, have they just could be thinking about her. But as long as she wants to be there, it should be okay. (laughs) I feel like... um the internet's already casted this, so for a while with with, uh, with who? Oh, with Emily John, Blunt and Emily Blunt and, and John. John yes, absolutely. They're great. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it also depends. How old is Emily Blunt? She's like in her mid thirties now. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. if they want to go with like a younger fantastic. I don't know what they, what they're looking for. It's still a good age for the Sue Storm to have a family, but I mean, those two they work well together. They're actually married. He looks like Reed Richards. You put a little white on his temples there and uh, be fantastic. We'll see. I, I, I don't mind Jennifer Lawrence. Though. I can believe he, uh, him as a, a scientist, right? Yeah. He, he pulls off Jack Ryan pretty well. The Krasinski, uh, he could play a scientist. Batman's a scientist. I think so. he, he would play a good scientist to be honest. Yeah. With you. I don't know. I just buy it from him. Yeah. No, he's good. And he's shaking off the gym from the office role pretty well, which sometimes is hard to do. For actors, once they're playing this character for such a long time. So, right. You know. All right. Another reported casting. Aladdin star, Mina Masood, the guy who played Aladdin, reportedly being eyed to play live action Ezra Bridger. Oh, shit. For the Ahsoka Tano show on Disney Plus Rugs. That's perfect casting. You know, he's voiced, Ezra Bridger voiced by Taylor Gray. We have a, a, a drop from him uh, that right. I use. Uh, I always thought Taylor Gray was looked like Ezra Bridger anyways. They did it with Katie Sackhoff, but I guess it doesn't work with Taylor Gray. You're out. Bri- I don't know. I guess they I guess they want to have uh, they want to keep the Disney people like the people that are associated with Disney, yeah. uh, like the live action people, they're kind of catering to them. Uh I mean Ezra Bridger is is part of the Disney family now, I guess. Um with the Star Wars and all that stuff, but I don't know. I don't know why I didn't ask him. That's he probably was in the mix, I would say. Anthony, Star Wars news, Taylor Gray uh, is Ezra Bridger voicing, but that's a picture of him. Uh, I'm looking him up. I'm looking up who Taylor Gray, what he looked like. I know we, I've met him before, but this I... This guy, Mina Masood. Oh, I just got a porno star. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, 
Uh-oh. What's his, how do you spell his he name? spelled gray wrong, I think. That's what uh, happened. G-R-A-Y. <laughs> Is it A or E? That's the Sasha Gray. That's oh. Sasha Gray. That's a different person. <laughs> Mina Masood was very good in the, uh, in the Aladdin movie. I kind of actually didn't mind that Aladdin movie. It was fun. So he, he looks like... He looks the, like the cartoon character. Yes, from, he yeah. does. Yes, he does. He also looks very similar, and he's a good actor. So I'm happy we're getting more like brown people lead roles. Yeah, yeah, it's good because I believe in the Ahsoka Tano show. It'll be about her going to find Thrawn and Ezra after Rebels, right? Rugs. That's what happens. That's correct. Other Disney Mandalorian Star Wars news. A little follow up from the Gina Carano story. From uh, last week, a Hollywood reporter uh, saying uh, Lucasfilm source says that Cara Dune role on The Mandalorian is not expected to be recast. That's fine. Not mm. expected to be recast. They're not. She uh, mm. she had an interview she did with. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Where, oh, really? Yeah. She basically said that Disney had been bullying her for a while on some of this stuff and that. They bully a lot of people within their company. Listen, yeah. they bully movie theaters all the time. I also heard read that she said she found out on the internet along with everyone else because they weren't really talking to her at the time. Yeah, so she said she like, kind of knew the writing was on the wall before that. So I don't think she's going away, people. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from the Gina Carano. What do you? What do you mean? Like she's not. She's like you said. I feel like she's going to put up a fight a little bit and. uh Try to remain in the public eye to, sure. to keep her narrative and her. Well, she's kind of, in a way, made herself like the the image of Hollywood and the, the elite left knocking her out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she's kind of built up. If I don't know how how uh, fruitful it'll be in terms of money, maybe it will be. Mm. She's built herself up as like the conservative actress that got taken out by the man right mm. so she kind of mm. has this now like this rallying thing behind she's her got a new base a base behind side. her she does have a base oh yeah they can collect her. money like no like nobody's business like the, i mean look at all the things i mean if you want to talk about like uh stupid stuff that everybody hates like comic skate they're getting funded their books are yeah. getting funded yeah. because there's people that are rallying to that cause so whatever that they do or I'm sure it'll be funded and someone will watch it. It won't be mainstream. It won't be something that we're going to talk about, right? but it'll be out there. Content will be created and put out there for yeah. small niche audiences. So ah, interesting. Uh, okay. We got a couple of fun trailers. want to talk about Mortal Kombat, Anthony. Yes. <laughs> Mortal Kombat yes. reboot. This is crazy. You know, we reviewed Mortal Kombat Annihilation for oh. Patreon. That was bad. This already uh, obviously looks miles fucking better. Let me hear your thoughts on this fucking red band trailer, which I love because it's super violent and bloody. <laughs> I mean, I watched this trailer. First off, I didn't know that this trailer was coming out when it did. Yeah. And my friends were blowing up and I didn't even see it until the evening. I think it was like Friday night. I think it came out. Yeah. 18th. Um, first off, the original Mortal Kombat, the, the one not Annihilation, the first one. Lame. Yes, I, I might. I might have to go back and rewatch it. No, it wasn't. Lame. Oh, it wasn't. I thought it was. Oh. I thought as a kid, I loved. It. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go back. It might not be that good. Uh, but this trailer, this is fucking. Oh, holy shit! This is pretty violent. <laughs> I don't know if this movie's actually going to be able to deliver, but if they're able to, and I listened to an interview with the director where he broke it down, and he seems like he has a good idea of the fact that 
this universe is crazy. Like there's magic yeah, and there's yeah. you know martial arts, and it's extremely brutal at times. Yeah. But also like kind of funny. Like there's a lot yeah, of comedy. Yeah. And as long as you're like taking the stuff seriously that needs to be serious, you can kind of thread the needle between comedy and, and brutal action. Hopefully, this trailer seems like it might be able to do that. I, you know, I kind of uh, thought this. I had the same thought. Uh, Rugs, this is R-rated, super violent, right? It's, uh, but it, there seemed to be a sense of campiness about. It's ridiculous, of course. But do you think at least if it's entertaining enough and the special effects look better? Uh, it's, I mean, let's just say it. It's fucking Mortal Kombat. It's, Mortal Kombat, okay? it, it's like a fucking video game yeah. where you rip people's heads off. Yeah. And it's fucking deliberately fucking over the top and cheesy. Now, how do you make how do you make a movie about it that that is legitimate that like you know mainstream audiences that don't play the game that yeah. never played the game are gonna get? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Doesn't matter. That's not what you, yeah. you can't do it. Like yeah. why you, you're gonna have to change everything about it in order. So as long as you make it seem like the video game that you get on an Xbox 360 or Xbox fucking one or whatever. What are they called? The Xbox X now. Atari whatever you get, Whatever the fucking new shit is. Yeah. Like you're, you know, because the newer games, they have cut scenes, they have voice acting, they have production value. So it can't look worse than that. Right. It's got to, it's got to at least meet that or, or, or surpass the video games experience. So that's what they need to do. They need to bring that to another level. And hopefully uh, the people who love the game will like it. Um, I think the mistake here is going, oh, video game movies are garbage. Uh, well, there, some of them you can't really work with because yeah. the, the nature of a game doesn't translate. has to be narrative. Yeah. Like, it's just a fighting game. There's no narrative. There's, the narrative is very, very, uh, it's, it's, it's stronger now than it's ever been. Yeah. But initially there was really not a narrative. They got to do what they got to do. So I'm hoping that they, they surpass the games or at least meet the quality of the games. And I'm there for that. I know I, I'm not expecting uh, fucking uh, Shakespeare. I just want right. to see over the top ridiculous action. And I think this trailer is giving you a lot of Easter eggs. Like it seems to be doing, giving you what I, what you want, right? You see Jax's arms get fucking frozen off by Sub-Zero. That's fantastic. You, you got to get over there. You got to finish him. I love uh, fucking Kano goes, Kano wins. Right. Yeah, like all, all fucking Sub-Zero Using a, a dude's is that uh, Scorpion's own blood, blood and freezing it into a dagger and stabbing him. Holy oh, shit! Come shit. on, come on! That's I, fucking. I, I will, I, I'm, I'm with your enthusiasm. I will slightly disagree in that I don't think actually there was much campiness in the trailer. They had some fun lines, yeah. but I think they were threading the line between looking like it wasn't campy, like um, like Street Fighter, right? Yeah, the one with Jacques Claude Van Damme. That's I, I, when I think of campy, I think of that. This one, I feel like. They were just, they were making it like, they made it serious enough that you could take it seriously. But not too serious. But, but not, yeah, but still embracing how ridiculous this universe because the, is. Because some right? of the lines were funny. Like, some of the funny parts really worked in the trailer, even, so. The only thing I, I had was, um, and I listened to the director, as I mentioned earlier, this guy Cole. Yeah. Apparently, he's a new character. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. He, they were saying they used Cole this new character because he is a proxy for us discovering this universe oh, rather than be like our POV entering in. Right. Gotcha. Right. I still think he might be someone else eventually or related to someone else. I personally, 
if I were going to do it that way, I would have used Johnny Cage as the the POV character. So Cole is played by Louis Tan, which is the only person I know that's in this movie. Like, I don't know any of these people. Josh Lawson, Jessica McNamee, Hiroki Sanada, Joe Taslim. You don't Taslim. know who Hiroki Sanada is? No, who's Hiroki Sanada? He was in Oh, uh, that dude. The, yeah, he was in Endgame. Logan. He's yeah, been yeah, he's been ton, everything. Ton of shit. I didn't know his name. That dude, he's been in Avengers Endgame and, and everything. He was right. He was in the Japanese scene, right? In Endgame fighting... Uh, Hawkeye, yeah. yeah, that's the dude. He's been in a shit ton. He's of been in everything. Chin Han, uh, I don't know any of these other people, but but Louis Tan, I know. Uh, yeah, no. If this is half as fun as this trailer looks, produced by James Wan, coming out April sixteenth, twenty twenty one. What is your guys's um like relationship with Mortal Kombat? Did you guys play it a lot? Was it past your no, time? It was no, it was smack dab in the middle of that shit. Like when I was a kid, we used to go to the pool hall. And the pool hall had an extensive, extensive arcade. And uh, you would literally put your quarter on and go, okay, I'm next, motherfucker. Yeah. And then you get your ass kicked. And then you like, like have the walk of shame to the fucking change machine. And that was it. That was like uh, high school. That was like you'd drive to the pool hall. You'd play fucking Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter Turbo, a couple of other shit. As a Ninja Turtles game, and then you fucking that, and that was it. And this is like before the internet. This in Street Fighter, where you had to watch other people to figure out what the fucking finishing move is, right? You had to watch people play at the cabinet and know how to do it. There was no way to look it up, and you were like, "No, you could, you could look it up." You had to go to like uh, the store and get the game. Oh, the game magazine. Yeah, the Game Informer magazine, and like you, you didn't have a cell phone to take a picture of it, so you had to like. Fucking memorize it or write it down on your fucking hand. It would have been like, it's like, uh, it was like half circle down, up left, half circle up. And you're like, fuck, what is this? And which, there were six buttons. You don't know which fucking, which power strike or if it was. You were, if you were a real loser, you got that Game Informer magazine. And then you called the number, if the help number. Oh, God. And then you sat on hold <laughs> and you asked somebody, how do you do the fucking thing? And then they, they told you and you had to write <laughs> yeah, it down. Saw, That's what insane. I saw a documentary about this dude who worked at Nintendo and he was, uh, he worked in that department. And there was just the number you could call. And the guy, instead of like walk go, now, you'd look up a walkthrough on YouTube. This dude would literally tell you on the phone how to pass the game and how to keep going and how to get through the game. Uh, that's all you had when you got stumped back then. Yeah. For what it's worth, uh, you said actors you might not, you didn't know yeah. anyone else. Yeah. The guy that's playing Raiden, Tadanubo uh-huh. Asano. Where's he from? He was, he was in Thor and Thor of the Dark World. He was, uh, I believe, Hogan. Oh, oh, this guy. Okay. He's one of the the Warriors three. Oh, he isn't. Yes, he is Hogan. You're absolutely right. Okay. Wow. So you yeah. got some MCU dudes in here. <laughs> well, I well, I have two questions. They're not related. Yeah. But we'll go on the the, the, the Mortal Kombat um, canon. Yeah. This movie, it seems like, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I was right uh, back in the day, but they, they introduced the heroes as Sonya, um, Jax, Kung Lao, Right, yeah, uh, Liu Kang, but then they introduced Kano as a hero, and I always thought Kano was a villain. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, maybe Kano begin, maybe he has a transition. Maybe he starts out as a hero and ends up a, a villain. Kano, he, he was a villain, right? In the comics or not in the comics? In the well, game, in the game in the yeah, games, yeah. Well, I feel like that there was there was only like a few obvious uh, hero characters, and the rest of them were like kind of murky. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I always assumed that Kano was a bad guy. From what I remember, I was talking to one of my friends. They were like, Kano was a bad guy in the first Mortal Kombat, uh, Sub-Zero, right. Goro, and then Shang Tsung. Oh, you see Goro, too, and it's all CGI. It, doesn't, it looks all right. I mean, I don't know. It looks like 
Yeah. The Hulk with the two more arms, yellow. What, now, my other question is, were you guys Mortal Kombat guys or Street Fighter <laughs> guys? Well, let's see. I mean, I was any fighting game. Yeah. Any fighting game was my thing. I liked fighting games. Um, I think over time, I became more of a Tekken guy. I, 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 graduate, yeah. I graduated to these other games like Soul Blade and Soul Calibur yeah. and uh, all of that stuff. But uh, in this time, I think I, I liked Street Fighter 2 a little bit more. Yes. Right. And I played Marvel versus Capcom a lot. Yeah. Was great. I was better. I think I was better at Street Fighter 2 than Mortal Kombat. It depended on the system you had because Street Fighter yeah. 2 was Nintendo and I believe Mortal Kombat was Sega. Was it yeah, Sega? Se- yes. I believe so. Well, oh. Sega, well, this, what happened was Genesis? M- Mortal Kombat was too gory for Nintendo. Oh, right, 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 right. right. That's right. a good point. Yeah. So they yeah, had yeah. to like edit it and yeah. so sega got it first because i remember i look sega had three fighting games it had fucking street fighter yeah. it had eternal champions and it had fucking mortal Kombat. that is and the first the time shit. i saw a dude pull a, somebody's spine out of their body on a video game absolutely oh, <laughs> once you see that you're like oh fuck what is this and show me more i want to see the eternal champions movie that fucking thing <laughs> never gets any love <laughs> You might be the only one asking for that. <laughs> Do you remember Eternal Champions? I, no. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what that I'm is. not sure what you're talking about. Eternal Champions. There was like a guy who looked like Dick Tracy. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's literally a ripoff of Street Fighter. Was it like, all every it single way? Beast. Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a oh, weird beast looking guy. This one, there. I remember this packaging. I do remember the front of this box. Yes. Yeah, there was like a superhero guy. Yeah, there's a superhero guy and like a lion guy. Yeah, this this is fucking legit. I loved Altered Beast on the Sega, too. That game was fucking dope. I, I was a Street Fighter guy okay. just because I had Super Nintendo. Yeah. So that was the first yeah. game I was fighting yeah. game I was playing. But then I would go to the arcade and see Mortal Kombat. I'm like, what's this? This is for the older kids. This, and and, and like just the way it was animated, yeah. it just looked different yeah. than Street yeah. Fighter. So it, was a little, it looked a little more Well, they used people for the first time. Kinda. Yeah, they photographed yeah. real motions from real people. So it wasn't a cartoon like Street Fighter. So it did. And for what it's worth, the guy on the, the side of the... Like the old arcade game yeah, where they yeah. played Johnny Cage, yeah. I I knew that guy. What? What? Yeah. My, what? My dad knew what? him. He went to he went to the uh, the health club that my dad. Oh would go to. shit! So I've I'd met him a few times. He was just the you model met Johnny Cage. for the side of the Cage. case for yeah. the side of the case of the game. Yep. <laughs> you <laughs> met the model. That's amazing. I met the model. That's so yeah. random. It's amazing. Yeah. You can tell that he had a huge geek boner. <laughs> yeah. so Every time I saw that guy, I'd be like, I know him. Why the fuck is Johnny Cage? Like not. I was like six, man. But I'd be like. Why is Johnny Cage walking around here? Why isn't he not fighting? He came off the video game. Daddy, he lives in <laughs> why there. Is there gl- why does he have his glasses on? <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, April 16th. No Johnny Cage, though, in this game. H- in no this Johnny movie. Cage. Yeah, that's, that is also interesting. They decided. They what got about if Luke Cage would show up? Luke Cage. Or Nicholas Luke, Cage. All the ca- put all <laughs> Maybe the all the cages. <laughs> that would be all great. the cages. April, HBO Max. We will get to enjoy. Playing the bird cage in the, the background. The bird cage. <laughs> With Robin Williams. <laughs> Uh, send your references to yeah, Cage. Any more Cage? Show, cage uh, at Cage.com. It looks good. I'm, I'm actually, I was pleasantly surprised to see how much I was entertained by that trailer. And there was a little bit of a musical cue for the dun, 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 Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I wonder if they're going to be uh, incorporate that theme. They need to put that. Still gives me they got to put that in well, there they, somewhere. They did. They put it there, but, but it's very didn't. subtle. You have to listen oh, okay. for it. I wonder if they'll it's use just it. Like, it's very it. slow. They like, use it in the movie. And, they, and they're trying to. It looks like they're trying to build like a history and a mythology to the fucking thing again. So 
I mean, yeah. there's numerous amounts of characters sure. that they could put sure. in these. So if they make it successful, just loosely movie, string know. together some fucking battle scenes. That's all we want to see. I was confused though too. I, I I'd forgotten that Sub Zero was a villain. I always thought he was a hero, mm. but his brother is the hero. He has a twin brother. Right. See, I wasn't really that yeah. into the Mortal Kombat. Weren't into Mortal Kombat that much. I knew oh. of it. It was around me. I just yeah. I you knew. think Baraka is going to make a little appearance? Did we see a Baraka in the tree? I don't think we saw Baraka. Melina is in it. I'm not a big Melina. No. She was in the Annihilation. Well, That's the thing is, I'll, I'll tell you the thing uh, that bugged me about Mortal Kombat is that when they tried to expand the game, they yeah. just like. Change this the suit of the person, and then just that's a new character. They gave him like a different finishing move. Right, 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 right. They didn't really put a, not like, a lot of effort put into. Or they put a mask on somebody that was obviously the same person as another person. Well, they they copied the thing because they had Sub Zero, Scorpion, and then Reptile, and then there was like Cyrax, and like the red one and the purple one. So they just kept changing the colors, like you said. Yeah. So just be, they got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a fucking huge multi-million dollar making franchise. Still. Well, have Is you it? played the new Mortal Kombat games? I have not. No. They're pretty legit. Yeah. Really? Yes, I have the... Well, what happened is that the uh, they started mingling with DC characters. Yeah, they started releasing... Yeah, I, that. Li- I played that. Yeah. That was fun. Licensed and characters. They, so they have a Mortal Kombat that has Mortal Kombat characters and DC characters. Spawn, now they have like it? Now they have Spawn. Yeah. They, have, they have the Terminator. They have Rambo. That's crazy. Yeah, they got everybody That makes fighting. it That's a lot awesome. more fun. Absolutely. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yes, that makes gotta, it a lot more fun. You got to see the fucking, look up the fucking, the intros. I would do Spawn Arnold. versus the Terminator, Mortal Kombat style. Fuck, dude. That's fun. Yeah. I want to see that. Fatalities wow. are ridiculous. Yeah, I'm looking at the looking at the RoboCop, too. Yeah, RoboCop's in there. Still very popular. Still very, very popular. Surprisingly. Tournaments back when they had tournaments. Well, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, it's the brutality, it's the fighting styles, it's the you know, uniqueness of the of characters, and then you had the all the different finishers, right? Yeah. Like you had pro wrestling type finishers, yeah, is yeah, that they were brutal yeah. fatalities, babalities, friendship. You could do the things in the game you wanted to do in real life. Oh, I've always wanted to know what it's like to pull somebody's spine out. Now I can do it <laughs> and not go to jail. This is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about you guys done with the Mortal Kombat. I got you. Yeah. Nostalgia. Uh, I, I, yeah, you really got me. There, I got so you there. I'm That's good. good. That's yeah. good. I'm pumped. This is the, ne- the next trailer, yeah, though. I suggest. Yes, you did. It is a new trailer for the Amazon Prime uh, series, the Robert Kirkman's adaptation of Invincible. Now we had talked about they put out a trailer a few like last month, two months ago. That was very vanilla, and it made it seem like it was a wholesome family show. And now this one, oh boy, I am fucking in. Oh, I can't wait to watch the show because it is. it shows you more of what we're going to get, which is violence and a uh, kid learning to use his power. Anthony, what did you think of this? I've not read this uh, ever, so this is going to be going in cold. It's going to be great. You know, they had some hints of blood, but you know, you guys told me after I said it looks very wholesome that it's not. And if you watch this trailer... <laughs> I don't think you still get have any indication how brutal you guys described it would be. So it it looks intriguing for sure. Like this kid doesn't have any powers. He's a son of basically Superman and then has to learn and, and forms a team. But you don't really get a sense for how the it's the end any, is you crazy. don't get a sense for how any different it is than anything else. You know, there's the shit at the end that's all fucking bloody and it looks like he gets killed at one point. Oh shit. What the fuck? I was like, Oh boy, that's uh that's a lot of blood there. For a cartoon, but it's still like very reserved in 
how, like, if I didn't talk to you guys, I'd still be like, okay, how is this any different? Well, it's it's um, it's people exploding. It's I can't give it like away. Boys. It's like I don't want to get. I don't want to give it away because it's you know it's there is a couple of uh, things that come out of nowhere, and uh, there's a twist to the story. So um, there's that that makes it fun. There's the fact that it's hyper violent, and um, there is elements of like a Peter Parker ish yeah, thing, yeah. and a little there's, there's elements of that too, but. Um, I think I read the first, I, I collected it in trade paperback. So I got the first trade paperback, read that. Then I couldn't find the second or third one. And then I said, fuck it. And I just bought whatever I, whatever I saw. So I'm missing big gaps in the story. Yeah. But uh, I would go back and read it and then try and pick up and fill the gaps myself. But is it different? Not really. Cause we've been reading comics and we've pretty much saw, seen all the tropes, but it'll be, um, this one has a little bit more f- winking at itself ah. than, uh, let's say, like a DC thing. I mean, there's some fucking violent shit going on in these DC movies. Yeah, like remember mm-hmm. we watched the one where they like fucking uh, every it was, it was the dark uh, Justice League dark. Yes, where, like or, yeah, that was super fucking dark. Yes, so it's kind of like that level, but I think there's also a, a little bit more of a light side to it as well. Uh, it gets, uh, I do like the part where he's like learning his powers. Like that, that looks like fun. I have to highlight this voice cast again. We kind of went over it last time, but I didn't dig far enough. There's fucking everyone. Isn't this, this is amazing. Steven Yoon playing the lead guy, JK Simmons as his father, Sandra O oh as the mother, Seth Rogen, Zazzy beats, Mark Hamill, Walt Goggins, Jason Mansukas, you got Michael Dorn, who's Worf from Star Star Trek, uh, Jillian Jacobs from Community, Zachary Quinto, uh, you have, wait, there's more, Clancy Brown, who doesn't love good Clancy Brown voice? I love a good Clancy Brown. Mahershala Ali is in this, Michael Cudlitz from The Walking Dead, John Hamm. Jim Paul Rubens, no, just Paul Rubens, maybe. I haven't. There's still more. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Jimon Hunsu, Lenny <laughs> James, also from The Walking Dead. Ross Marquand, also from The Walking Dead. Sonequa Martin Green, Ezra Miller is also in this. Uh, fucking oh, and also Jonathan Groff, who I believe is this the guy? Yeah, he played uh, King George in Hamilton. And he is an amazing actor and an amazing singer. Oh, he was in Mindhunter, too. And he's Kristoff and Frozen. Jonathan Groff is just a talented, talented person. Uh, he's This fucking voice cast is Nicole Byer, uh, Jeffrey Donovan. It's amazing. We get to so, Vin Diesel. Vin Everybody. Diesel, Groot's in this. Everybody's in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an elite cast. I'm surprised all these people signed up to for a show that no one really knows about. Some are one episode uh, cameos, but some of them are uh, for the full run. So I think this is going to be another uh, uh, buzzworthy show like The Boys because uh, they are releasing it March 26th. The first three episodes will come out, and then it's going to run weekly through April 30th, one episode a week. So It's going to be too much for some people, I think. You mean just too violent and over the top? Yeah. I mean, if the boys is it, there's more than the boys. Like that's that's a lot. Well, it's when it's a cartoon, it, it feels like you're doing something wrong because it's animated, especially mm-hmm. when it's not anime. Yeah, in anime, you can do anything. You watch Attack on Titan. There's fucking blood all over the place. I mean, Harley Quinn is pushing pushing the boundaries a little bit, also in that show. So right, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna have a lot of things to watch uh, coming up here. 
Uh, as before I get to that, That's fine. yeah, just wait. Oh, wait, we got, we got a full year of content to, to, uh, enjoy as geeks. Before we get to that last story, listener, you want some swag? You want a t-shirt? You want a mug with the Jock and Nerd logo? The old logo? The new logo? Jock and Nerd! Visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's our T public storefront where you can get our new logo on tons of things. There is a sale this week, February 23rd to 27th. Classic t-shirts, $13. Crewnecks, $30. Mugs are only $11. Masks are 10 bucks. Everything else up to 35% off. Oh, shit. Get it? Put it on you. Put it on your face. Go out there. Put a mask on your mouth. Put us on your face and chest. Uh, last story. This dude on Reddit made this uh, like spreadsheet uh, laying out every new piece of Marvel content the MCU is planning to give us and realized... That we are getting a new MCU content every fucking week this year. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Look at this graphic. WandaVision rolls through to March. They're going to do the thing they did with The Mandalorian where the week after it ends, they do like this making of special uh, documentary of the series, which is they're great. So WandaVision, making a WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts right after that. That's when Black Widow comes out. The following week, Loki six episodes start airing. When that ends, Shang-Chi comes out. Then what if 10 episodes? Then Miss Marvel, six episodes taking us through Eternals in November and Hawkeye series, six episodes taking us through December 24th. This is pretty much our content calendar for the year. Jockey nerd. Isn't it, fellas? It's a lot. This is good. This is what we wanted. I think that um, from July 23rd to September 10th, when What If is out. That's a slow period, maybe? Well, that's where no- nothing in the Marvel Universe progresses, because this is all conjecture. This is all like stuff that's not really happening. Ah, right? that's all- a good point. So there's a pause in the story there. Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, it'd be, I- I'd be even happier if we had uh, fill into the story, I guess, or things that kind of, like, expanded the universe Rather than a what if, but I guess it's fun. To but see I mean, that. everything else, you know, is going to be expanding the universe as we are seeing in WandaVision. I think Loki will do that. I just think it's as much as you're congratulating that there's a new thing every week. <laughs> that's still terrible for a service that's yeah, one new episode it's a week. Sh- that's okay. all you got. OK, that's a yeah. valid point. Anthony, what do you think? Is this enough? Is this what we want or should there be something every day? Oh, jeez, Imran. At least three Relax. things, I would say. <laughs> three times a week. Every day. That's what it, but the rugs were saying of some, uh, three times a week. Well, this is just what Marvel has. Yeah. There's other there's other things um, on the service uh, that I don't follow, right. but there's other things on the service. I mean, we, I, I, we've hit, we talked about this before. Marvel's strategy at this point with Disney Plus and movies is to have something for you every every week. Yeah. And we're seeing it now come to fruition here so geek boner I, with the year yeah i mean i'm i'm inter- i i like it because we had the year off yes last yeah, year yeah due to unforeseen circumstances wandavision i've been pleased with throughout so if they can keep up the content and i've liked most if not all the marvel movies so if they can keep it up I, i'm i'm all for it fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so invincible will be running at the same time uh falcon and winter soldier happens so, so that, are you are you saying that this is gonna run on disney plus or is this just stuff that's coming out this is disney plus plus their theatrical whatever that means now okay movie so who, releases but this is the storyline of the mcu moving forward is probably flowing in this order through these shows So we're getting like two week breaks here and there. yes in between things you're kind of getting like a week or two 
break, whether it's like, so it's like TV show, TV show, movie, TV show, movie, TV show, TV show, movie, TV show. It's fucking crazy. That it's fucking crazy. I'm not going to. It's kind of nuts and it's, uh, it's kind of exciting and uh, it's going to keep us busy. That's for fucking sure. Let's get it. Let's do it. All right. We'll take a quick break here, play some promos, and uh, we talk about the beginning of the final act of WandaVision right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't listen to our parents, and now... Well, now we get into cars with complete strangers. My name is Mike O'Connor. I drive for a rideshare company and host a weekly podcast called Can I Get a Ride? Having a stranger get into your car can be anxiety-inducing. Lucky for me, I like to talk. Listen in as I share stories of passengers from all walks of life, reflect on shared experiences, and laugh at the outrageous overheard conversations coming from my backseat. Can I Get a Ride can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and more. Be sure to check out my website at canigetaridepodcast.com. Follow on Twitter at M-Y-K-O-C-O-N-N-O-R and on Instagram at Can I Get a Ride. I drive, we talk, I get hungry. That's life. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to support the show and want to help ensure that we keep making the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! It's kind of our own, uh, <laughs> it's our own, it's uh, our own geeky pus postule that you can pay for, just like Disney Puss. Disney Puss. Jockandnerd Plus, for as little as $3 a month, you will get an exclusive RSS feed that has bonus content, movie reviews, instant reactions, a sports show. Uh, the weekly shows come out early. This week, more bonus content. I have my WandaVision Episode 7 instant reaction. And mm-hmm. Anthony, you put up a lot of fun things. I did. I did a, as of this moment, Oscar predictions with Gerald Morris. Nice. From Geek Two Peas on a Pod, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. We were both really pumped to do that. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. And then I also reviewed... The critics' darling of this year, Nomadland, came out on Hulu. Over Just weekend. released on Hulu, and I watched that one also. Maybe we'll discuss that in What Are We Watching? Sure. Uh, because I did. I was like, oh, shit, it's out. I got to watch this fucking movie. So good stuff. Get all of that and more. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to WandaVision. We are up to episode seven, the beginning of the final three episodes of WandaVision. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. 
last three episodes. This one's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. Geek Bonus. Another perfectly titled episode and has multiple, multiple meetings in this episode. Before we get to what happens, uh, apparently WandaVision, according to Parrot Analytics, that does streaming and viewing analytics, WandaVision has become the world's most in-demand TV show less than four weeks after its January 15th spot. Basically the number one streaming series in the world. Uh, That's crazy. Wow. Good for them. Holy shit. Also, apparently it's so popular this week. Uh, Disney Plus crashed oh, shit. Uh, as people tried to get watch WandaVision in the middle of the night when it comes out. I think it comes out at like 2 in the morning yeah, in uh, Central Time. Pan oh, Pacific, I believe. Okay, so that's yeah, it'll be later. But uh, it's funny that it crashed the last time that happened was like, remember Luke Cage and Netflix crashed Netflix for a second? I didn't remember that, but now I do. So at the show, of course, you know, the show's dealing with what? Isolation and grief, something everyone has been going through for about a year now so i'm not surprised that it is this popular anthony holy shit what happens in this episode breaking the fourth wall oh man you're i haven't done a recap i know i'm putting you on your toes there (laughs) this episode is set in the 2010s yeah so it's kind of a modern family office type where they you know they're breaking the fourth wall and having interviews where they're doing their inner monologues of what they're thinking at the time and as they're doing this, this we're coming off the episode where she expanded the hex. So you can tell that her powers, she's losing control of her powers because the yeah. hex, she's not able to control the realities as much as things keep switching eras, items keep switching eras, the staircase, tables, all sorts of little things. As this happens, Vision is trying to figure out what's going on because he just got reanimated and he sees Darcy there. Helps out Darcy to get her back, and they're basically on an explanation tour, an exposition tour of, "Hey, you're dead. Here's what's going on. Let's get you up to speed." Type thing. A little side plot this episode. Yeah, and he's trying to get back to her, but the, there's a lot of things getting in their way of him trying to get back to to um, Wanda. So then, Wanda, because she's having this breakdown, she lets her kids go with Agatha, Agnes. Agnes. Excuse me. Uh oh. I said that's a little spoiler <laughs> right there, and. Uh, as she's losing her powers, Sword is trying to get in, this offshoot sword led by Monica Rambeau. I guess we find out maybe that the engineer wasn't really anybody. We'll it, see. Yes. Possibly but wasn't. Monica Rambeau, basically this is her origin story this episode. Fuck she yeah. goes into the hex one more time and she develops powers. She lands in a three-point stance when she confronts Wanda. You can see that she's becoming Photon. Uh, Wanda realizes that her kids are gone when she visits Agnes's house. She goes to the basement, and we find out that Agnes is Agatha Harkness from the comics. Oh, like shit. All Get the boner. online speculation was presuming. And we find out that she's also been kind of playing the strings this whole time, and they do a little dancey thing towards the end where they say it's Agatha all along, and they show her oh, that was great. manipulating every scene in the mo- in the series so far. And then there's a mid credit scene. I don't know yeah, if you guys saw. For the first time, yes. And the mid credit scene is Monica Rambeau's looking around Agatha's house, looking for Wanda, and Quicksilver, in quotes, shows up. Yes, not Pietro. 
Pietro Quicksilver, but we don't know if that's really really. We don't him know who that is anymore. And him. he shows up, and it ends on that cliffhanger. Dude, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" Basically, yeah. And she's got him uh, under their spell. You see, purple magic. This episode, so they introduced a new hero, a new villain. They confirmed a theory that everybody thought, and then kind of busted a bunch of other theories, and then set up more fucking connections it's the uh, they're moving the pieces on the 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 board for the final act they put everything now in its place right you kind of know where everything yeah, yeah, stands for yeah. the most part yeah it's uh they moved it along rugs what do you think uh overall what do you think of the uh sitcom influence this time uh, i like the opening uh i thought it was good i felt like the music was kind of like right on the nose of uh the office, of the office. perfect yeah, office pretty melody. Much, yeah pretty much aping the whole thing um. Yeah, I, I like this. Ep- I mean, I don't know if I like this episode. Actually, oh no, oh, I wow. think that for me, uh, Monica Rambo going through and becoming Photon was the highlight for me. Yeah. Okay. I think everything else kind of was like not so good. Really? Yeah. Uh, I really didn't like the end at all. Oh fuck! With the jingle that they did. Yeah, I just feel like oh, like you're gonna do this. Like we're we're getting to like we're getting to the reality of this non-reality. And I expect things to get more, like, feel like more serious at this point. Like, you know, this thing's going on. And then it kind of, like, goes to this other thing. And it was just like, I was like, you're just sucking the life out of this moment here. I'm like, you finally, we're finally getting to see, like, if we're going to go into Mephisto's territory, like, we talked about this last week. We're going into Mephisto territory. We're going into, like, the guy who's supposedly, like, the devil of this realm. And then it's kind of like, eh, like not, you know, there's no sense of dread. There's nothing. So I was just, I just felt like it was, it was I felt shortchanged a little bit. You think if it didn't end on the jingle, you would have felt differently? No, because I think that the whole, I felt like that as a certain point that the, even in the first few episodes that when they went dark, like when the guy was stuck coming out of the sewers mm-hmm. and things like that, it felt like, okay, more of a drastic tonal shift. Yeah, it was more mm-hmm. ominous. Yeah, and I felt more on and here it's like it didn't feel anything. And I felt like it was just it was kind of all settling into this kind of like CW-esque. Okay, so like, maybe yeah, I see uh, I like, okay. Yeah, I see that. I kind of see what you're saying. Maybe not there isn't a sense of urgency. It gets a little goofy. Let's break down that moment a little bit, because I think a lot of people may be confused if you're not familiar with the lore and the comics. You yeah, know? I was just thinking that same thing on that point. Yeah. Cause like we're we're kind of in. We yeah, know what's yeah, going on. Yeah. And we like to we have working theories and everything. But when I was talking to my friends, they were like, oh, like, I, what does that mean? I, who is that? I have no idea who that is. Is that so, a big reveal? And I think, you know, the way they did it is, 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 is to that because she just comes out and says it. And I love the line she has where she's like, you didn't think I, you were the only magical girl in town, did you? I'm Agatha Harkness. So she says she's Agatha Harkness, a full on witch. We've, at this point, Wanda has wandered into her dungeon. You see vines. You see purple magic colors. There's a magic book there which is what is that is that the dark hold is that one of those books from dr strange that were in those hexagon frames in the movie remember they weren't all there does she need to open the book i don't know agatha harkness to give you a little context listener first appearance in fantastic four 94 in 1970 created by stan lee and jack kirby agatha harkness has had stories with the fantastic four and with the avengers she is as old as human civilization she was one of the original witches from the salem witch trials she used to be franklin richard's nanny that's uh reed richard's son 
and she actually mentored uh, Wanda in the comics. So the question is, is she a real villain in this? Because in the comics, she's kind of she helps Wanda, but she's an old she's an old lady with white hair in the comics. And this, so maybe they're combining different things that she might be a help and also a hindrance. So what was she responsible for? We see in the double credit scene, the show called Agatha all along. That sounds like the Munsters. She has been controlling things the whole time from the magic show. She's controlling Herb. How many uh, is she controlling everyone? She says she's responsible for Pietro. She was playing vision in the Halloween episode. Oh, she was just acting. She's the interviewer in this episode that asks Wanda, do you think you deserve this? Is this why this is happening? And she killed Sparky. Oh, shit. Their dog. I do see purple, which is her color of magic and the color of the power stone also. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catherine Hahn, amazing in this episode. I love that line where she's like, I actually did bite a kid once. I I, I laughed out loud (laughs) when it cut to that. And there's the looks off camera. You know, when they're doing those documentary style, like it's so perfect. They did it perfect. They nailed that. Yeah, Yeah, they nailed that. Well, the biggest thing that I saw was someone spoke to Wanda when she was doing that. Yes, during the interview. That was her. That was Agnes. Agnes, But but disguised. The voice was just, that was actually her. They pitched it down. Oh. Uh, Pitched her voice down. But then Wanda's like, you're not supposed to say anything. So that shit was crazy. So. Yeah, we know she's Agatha Harkness is is Pietro Mephisto. A bunch of questions now. I, I overall I did enjoy the episode. I can see Ruggs' point. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so locked in right now that I'm they could basically do anything. Well no, they can't do anything. But if they they're they could they're able to get away with a lot for me and I'm still like ah. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> I'm just hoping this is the last cough of cheesiness and as I said, like the the whole point is is that this is supposed to feel like the Marvel universe at some point mm-hmm. and even even the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which I don't like, seem to be a little bit a little bit more. I would say uh, in the more feeling like Marvel than 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 this does at points. I feel like I feel like uh, we're, we're like we're watching Agents of Shield. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! Ah, that's not good. That's not a good vibe. Yeah, Damn. that's what I was feeling. I was like, what? oh, this is not like. Because, like, when you're watching The Mandalorian, right? You're like, oh, this is fucking something I've never seen. Like, there's no show I can compare this to. And I was like, okay, well, obviously, WandaVision is doing this thing with the with the uh, with the sitcoms, and then they're gonna kind of bridge this gap to this kind of like weird yet ominous and scary or or whatever right. or dark or yeah. Like I think that was the 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 juxtaposition of the two makes it interesting. So like, if next episode kind of still is dancing around with this nonsense, <laughs> like. I, you know, like people are like, oh, Catherine Hahn is so good. I'm like, she's just an, she doesn't like, I just watched like a show where guys like, like uh, cut weight, pretended to be UFC fighters yes. and convinced Kingdom. me. I thought they were, I thought they were actual UFC fighters yeah. because that's how good they were. Yeah. No, I don't believe that she's a witch. I'm sorry. I think she's just an actress playing a witch. Like she, you know what I mean? Like she's okay. She's an actress. She's fine. She's so, funny. Look, she's good. I think. She's funny, yeah. I think it. This it gets a little clunky, but but I think what you want is you're going to get in the next two episodes because I think they're done with the sitcom shit, and I think that's what made this. It gets a little clunky. It's sandwiched between the sitcom whole thing and it's the end of the sitcom thing. I don't think there's any more. So I think the last two episodes are going to be full-on Marvel movies, present time. You know, there's great Easter eggs. You notice the aspect ratio of the in this episode changes several times as if the show itself is fighting 
to fucking get out of this controlled reality and snap back to the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And let's talk about Wanda a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the, the periods, uh, her unstable grip on her own reality. She doesn't want to do anything. She's, I love how she's so different from, remember the first episode where she's bubbly? I love Lucy, uh, 50s Wanda, and she's so different now. Well, yeah, there's a uh, a nice little oh, I have, Easter egg yes. that someone pointed out where at the beginning of each show it's like previous week on WandaVision. I got, I got you it. Heard that yes. yeah, where where the first couple episodes she's really bubbly, but as the show goes on, she's like, previous week on WandaVision. Check it out; it's ten seconds. Previously on WandaVision. 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 So that last one was the saddest one. So, yeah, definitely she gets sadder and sadder saying previously on WandaVision, which I is kind of cool. I hope that her character, I hope that she wasn't, in t- like, I, I, I don't mind the manipulation, but I hope there's some still some gray in her character and that she maybe was complicit in something. Like, maybe she made a deal with the devil or did something that probably wasn't the best idea for, yeah, like, yeah. just to deal with her grief. Well, one of the better moments in this episode was when Monica was talking to yes, her. Yes, let's talk about and, Monica and that confrontation. And yeah, and that whole thing, saying that you have to live with your pain. It's part of you now, mm-hmm. and you can't you, – it has to become uh, uh, just a part of your life. It's, your tr- it's my truth, she says. Yeah, it's your truth. Yeah. I loved uh, that line where she goes, don't let Hayward make you the villain. And she goes, maybe I already am. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, fuck. Uh, so back to Monica's guy. Do we think it was some raid random major major Goodner shows up with this fucking sword lunar monster truck. And that does not work. That can't get through the fucking bubble, but that was lame by the way. But yeah, I, yeah, I didn't understand why they brought that thing. It didn't work. But do we think that's the engineer or the engineer sent those people? And there's still another person because I was like, that's it. It's just some random fucking person. I don't know. I think that was just the East. That was just like a, a little red herring. Yeah, maybe, I hope so. Because the way they've built up the engineer with the lines they were using, but I have a friend. Yeah. This buddy's coming. Yeah. You wouldn't build that up just to have it be major good. Like major whoever the hell goodness. That was. Some lady that knew her mom. Well, yeah. No, who cares? Uh, Monica running through the barrier. That fucking part was so dope. A way the time was pulling apart her different versions of herself. And you heard. More dialogue from Captain Marvel. You heard Nick Fury in there and Carol Danvers and her mom. Uh, that was sick. And now she can see energy. She can see waves. I wonder uh, how many people this caught off guard, too. Like, again, we knew that she's going to become one of these things. She has several names. Uh, a little backstory on her, created by Roger Stern and Ro- John Romita Jr. Her first appearance, Monica Rambeau's Captain Marvel. In Amazing Spider-Man Annual in 1982, first appearance as Photon in June 1996, first appearance as Pulsar 2005, and then finally as Spectrum in 2013. And she did lead the Avengers at one time. She was legit leader of the Avengers. Hmm. So which one, what name are they going to take? Are they going with the Photon because of the, they've been yeah. using that so far. Photon, I think, what they're going to start with. Just with her, with the the tease of her mom being called, her calling being Photon. Um, she went in and she wasn't rewritten. I think that's fucking crazy too. What do you mean? Like her, she can now oh, resist yeah. Wanda's or or Ag- Agnes's rewriting of reality, entering the hex. 
and her um, sword costume already kind of works as her yeah, superhero. It costume. does. They had the color scheme, mm-hmm. and the superhero landing was fucking amazing. She does that twice in the fucking episode. You see two superhero, and she's like, "Go ahead, do it again." She's like, "Do it again." I dare you. I can take it. And I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. And then Catherine Holland's just like, go away. It takes her away. Uh, we talked about Vision and Darcy. Hilarious little side plot, but uh, I guess it was necessary for for Vision to understand. I think this was the most important thing. He was like, ah, it's only been weeks since I died twice to her. This is a lot of drama. We. I love that. I love the things. part where he's do- talking to the camera yes. in the interview, and he's like, and he basically goes, Wait, "What am I, I even sitting what here doing?" doing this? You know what? I always wanted somebody to do that in these shows <laughs> where they're talking about what just happened, but I wanted them to go like, "What am I talking here to you right now? This is ridiculous." Well, what was always funny about those interviews, like on reality TV, is like, for instance, the real world. You know, they would do the interviews with the person after as if it was like a monologue of their internal thoughts when they were in a scene or whatever. Yeah. But those interviews were always either before or after. Or after, or, yes. Or spliced, like ed- neatly spliced in. So it was never really, it was always a fake thing, right? The, these inner thoughts, these yes, were never yes. their inner thoughts. They do that all the time on like your Hell's Kitchen and those shows. And Everything. I, it started with the real world. And I always wonder, do they tell them, they're like, Pretend you're back in the moment. Right. We, what would you say if this happened again? But now act like it hasn't happened and you don't know it's going to happen. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did they it's do like, this? It's as if like they're doing the, the boxes on a comic book page, right? Where you're yes. like thinking. Yeah. The inner I believe that they yeah. give them lines to say too. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. They're like, can you just at least use these words when you say a thing? But uh, in terms of what they're doing, because of The Office, the minute The Office came out and it was set as we're doing a documentary on this paper company in Scranton, every fucking show ran with this documentary direct-to-camera style format. Modern Family is funny because at the very beginning of the series, they mentioned there's a documentary. And then for like seven years... You forget. They're like, why are you still talking to the camera? They're still making this. They never mentioned the documentary again. <laughs> what is going on? But everyone just, it's an easy way to get that inner monologue. Is a confessional If, if you hear it shot. right, it is, it is funny. It were, and it, cut to the inner monologue. Well, and, and Modern Family does it well. The Office did it fucking fantastically. You know, so there's, there's good examples of it. And also, uh, Darcy mentions every episode. She's like, it's funny. It's so meta. She goes, I've been watching WandaVision all week, just like us. But every episode has been a day. It's only seven days have passed, apparently, is what they... Yeah, yeah, what yeah I, got. I, I caught that. Right? Uh, I love the Jarvis mention, the Ultron mention, and then the fact that Vision goes, well, what am I now? Oh, That's shit. a good we fucking question. don't really question. know what he is now. No, that is a great question. He doesn't even know, what am I now? Well, Ultron is his dad. So is Jarvis. And, and, and Jarvis is his other and dad. And Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Right. And, yeah. the, and the Mind Stone. And the Mind Stone. Remember, he doesn't. Uh, Banner says that in yeah, what, what movie that. is that? He goes, "You're part." In, uh, Endgame. He says, yes. "Even if we remove the Mind Stone, there's it's a complex overlay of Jarvis, Ultron, Tony, me, so and the Mind Stone." Yo, everybody's so. been up on that bitch. I bet Shuri put some of herself in there when she was in there. I bet oh, you really? put yourself in there. I put myself in Vision. Yeah. I put a little bit of myself in there. Absolutely. <laughs> that's when he tur- when he turns Deep all white. Yeah, that's that's, that's your vitiligo. <laughs> my balls was hot. Maybe uh, you know, Wanda's in there now too. Wanda's in there. Wanda's in there. So or maybe Agatha's yeah. in there. I liked the um, there was a line that uh, from the kids. Yes, I believe it was Wiccan. Yeah, where he's like, you know, I can't. I keep hearing things like there's just so much Wiccan's noise. Wiccan's head is noisy. 
But then when he was with Agatha, he's like, you're very quiet. You're, she can't read her thoughts. She yeah. has no thoughts. She has no soul, maybe. It's quiet. Yeah. When- so I was wondering where they're get, you know, what, what that meant. What about that character? Uh, meanwhile, Hayward and Sword. So Hayward did not get sucked into the bubble. And this, this bubble looks like several connected hexagon structure. Giant. It's eight, They're eight miles away. So this thing is eight miles in radius. And all he says, and I don't know, they're planning something. He goes, we launched today. That's all he. That's the one line he has. I don't know what they're, they're going to launch another attack. I don't know what they're planning on doing now. You can't get they're in. Get Eminem. Like to get Eminem, the rapper. Is Eight Mile. Yeah. Oh, Eight Mile. That's right. M, get in there. He's going to rap his way in there with the. He's going to lose himself. Mom's spaghetti. In the <laughs> with mom's, mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> it will use the power of the Guinness World Record of the fastest rap ever. Fastest rapper. To, I don't think he raps that. Uh, Twista, I think, was able no, to Oh, dude, I'm telling syllables. you, uh, that 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 verse on Godzilla is in the Guinness World Book. It's the fastest ever, yes. It's something insane. Like hundreds of words in like 30 seconds or something. Uh, you mentioned the post credit scene, the only time we get to see Pietro. And now Agnes is controlling Pietro and Wanda and Monica. Is that weird? What well, we, we don't are know if Pietro, what Pietro is. Is he just a figment? Like, is he a creation? Is he... Was he pulled from the X Men universe? It's still kind of unclear. Does he just look like? Yeah, yeah. Does he look like that? Because she's making him look like that to people. Is he dead? I don't know. But we kind of know. I mean, now we know it's kind of Monica and you know Vision and uh, Wanda, who's kind of trapped, and the kids maybe against Agnes and Pietro. And maybe maybe there's another underlying villain. And then you have Sword kind of on the like the third facet of this. I don't think I think there's there's Agatha and still something else. You have this kind of pull. You know, you have Monica on one side and uh, Agnes on the other side, and Wanda is going to be in the middle. And I still can't think of a scenario where it, where it works out and it makes sense. What do you mean by it, where it makes sense? Well, like. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like what is like in 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 comics it doesn't even make sense. No, no. in comics it's convoluted. <laughs> so as fuck. It, how how is it going to make sense in this universe? I I'm just I can't wrap my head around. Okay, it. this may help, and there's a big clue in the commercial. Which isn't there one point this week? Before you get into that, yeah. wasn't there one point where a character, the hands of the character, become the kids? Yeah, Mephisto, Mephisto. Mephisto's <laughs> hands are the kids because well, you need to no, see that. that. No, oh, it's another God. guy's hands. Oh, it's another oh, okay. guy, but it looks ridiculous. But yeah, that, I want to see how I want to see something stupid. He's like literally that. got arms that end up with the little toddlers on the end of them. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But the, comics, the, yes, it's just it's hands and their slack holes like mine. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a permanent puppet. That's what it is. Oh, two rugs. It's a permanent rug boy. You can't take it off. Imagine if rug boy was grafted to your arm. And he could I mean, some would, some could confuse Rug Boy for a small baby. Yeah, you might be. Uh, a- he's he uh, just as many teeth, if not less. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But what about the five o'clock shadow and the bloodshot eyes? <laughs> that's, a, that's a dead giveaway. Well, you know, well you're like a like all those kids that are born with just have full heads of hair. So I've seen Louis oh, yeah. kids. My my brother in law just had a baby a girl. Imran probably came out she full had, beard. She had a full head of hair. I came out with a full <laughs> white beard. Oh shit! Yes. <laughs> Full pubis. Full pubis bush. And then Borat was yeah. there going, you come from drink? the Middle East like Imran. <laughs> full head of hair and face. We are born bush first. That's how we're yeah. born. That's how the pregnancy goes. <laughs> I Just, see the bush. I see the bush. It's He's coming. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a second bush that comes out of the other bush. Mashallah, this boy has a bush coming out. <laughs> Allah is God, God I, is great. Everybody who's listening to us is now throwing <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> they f- <laughs> turn this off to just go throw up. Baby yeah. Yeah. They're now looking at whoever's in the same room, like embarrassed. <laughs> like, what the they're, fuck? Yeah, there's people's wives or husbands are listening to this and being like, you listen to that this crap? Is what are you disgusting. doing? He warns you not to listen to this in public, listener. That's yeah. not a good idea. Don't put yeah, this on the overhead you. You, you should know by now. Yeah, don't put this on the Alexa for the family. Uh, let's talk about the commercial. Perfectly themed pharmaceutical pill commercial that we're all used to these days. Uh, done, just executed perfectly. This is for something called the Nexus pill. It is an antidepressant that anchors you back to reality or the reality of your choice. I love this. It all relates. Side effects include things like confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and it goes Nexus because the world doesn't revolve around you or does it? Well, did you look up Nexus? Yes. In the Marvel oh, Glossary. Fuck, dude. Nexus is a huge thing. Again, same two people in this commercial we've seen in the last com- uh, commercials. Now, Nexus is a bunch of things, and th- there's a lot of connections here. There's two things. There's the Nexus of all realities that exists in the Marvel comics. It's a huge part of the Marvel multiverse. It's kind of a crossroads of a multiverse is this is right but she's a, a nexus being that's right? the other Holy thing shit. there's a thing called a nexus being being and in this four issue scarlet witch series from the 80s it is explained that wanda is the nexus being of this marvel 616 universe every universe has a nexus being and they can kind of, they're the one like thing that stays uh in place as the multiverse change they can cross it's the one it's she's the one constant so the one constant the entire multiverse yes. so she's always exists the way yes, she is that's so crazy. she can't die i don't know if she can't die but i think she's just she's not like she's not like another ph where pietro was recast yeah like, i think it's always going to be wanda maximoff with red hair she represents the reality of this universe pretty much now here's where the connections come in in the comics nexus beings are monitored by the time variance authority the tva monitor the multiverse the oh and the tva has tangled with kang the conqueror okay so the TVA is going to be in the Loki series. We know Kang is coming in Ant-Man 3. Geek boner. So the, it, it's possible this show is setting up every fucking movie and thing that's coming in Marvel in this next phase. With, from Loki to Ant-Man to obviously Doctor Strange in the multiverse, Spider-Man 3. Uh, this is crazy. So I think this is a big clue of where, like you said, Rugs, where is this going? This may be where it's going. So this is basically like... Marvel Flashpoint. A, a little bit. I hmm. think a- Agatha Harkness needs either Wanda's power to open a portal or to open the book or to go through the universes or I don't know, something like that. Well, she she has the kids, right? She has the kids and they are also powerful because they come from Wanda. So they're just as good. So do you think that Agatha Harkness discovered that Scarlet Witch was the Nexus? And now began to manipulate her in order to try and have control over the the thing, and that she used the kids to kind of manipulate her. I think some of that is true. I think she also may want to bring somebody back from the dead. Remember when she finds out when Agnes finds out Wanda can bring people back from the dead, she's sincerely surprised that she she's like, oh, you could do that. I think that may be a reason she wants Wanda's powers. Maybe her Ralph. Who is Ralph? Is it somebody she wants to bring back? I think that she was brought, she made a deal with Wanda maybe or figured out that Wanda, Wanda could make kids that were magical. 
but she needed vision back to do so. So maybe she let her know that vision was captured by sword and they were using him as a weapon. So that pissed off Wanda. Yeah. Wanda gets vision, yeah. creates this reality to be with vision. So then Agatha gets what she wants, maybe in service to Mephisto, which is creating these magical kids. But also you notice in the last episode, like she, their own little minion magic. She people. sends vision away to kind of get him out of the way now. Right, because she doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. He made the kids. Yeah, he made the kids. Well, His job is done. I'm kind of like thinking the only the way that it would make sense is that if she found out that she was Nexus, right, and then she went and said, listen, I'm going to help you get Vision back. I'm going to help you get everyone that you ever loved that you lost back. And maybe that's why she went and got him. Maybe that's why she was going to help him. She's like, listen, you need a little bit of magical help. I can do that. Yeah. And then this happened. And she went along with it because it's what she wanted. But then all of a sudden, this shit starts to get out of control. Well, she's losing control of the thing. And how much is Agnes controlling the people? She controlling everyone. But so, but but Wanda's going to have to be in on it. She's in on it. Yes. that Agnes is involved. Well, a- Agnes is trying to get her on her side, and so far it's working because she will not listen to Monica at all. And you know, Monica's trying to help because. But I don't. I don't think that could be the case because it seems like that. Wanda only knows Agatha as Agnes Mm -hmm. Mm. and in her role that she's playing, I guess, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm I'm still, I'm still like confused at how they can pull this off in a way that seems like, because you need a motivation for the characters, right? You need the motivation for, for, for Wanda to create this world. I, I, you know, like, I don't think she just does it. I feel like if someone says, listen, we got to do this thing and we can bring back everybody that you love. And she's like, okay, I'm going to try it. And then all of a sudden there's this kind of reality bending that she, she's not really no, she just, she can't really figure out what, who she is. She's kind of like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm not even in charge of this anymore. I've never was in charge of it. So, and, and I think that's what happens in this episode. She wakes up from Halloween and like, I don't fucking know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, she said, on. I don't know why it's breaking and why I can't fix it. Well, what is the conflict? You have Sword wants Vision. Vision and Monica want to get to Wanda to get her away from Agnes. Uh, and uh, there's there's your conflict, I guess. There's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot, lot of, of things. There's a lot of conflict. I think the thing that will be interesting to see how they they do it, how they play it out, is this show has kind of revolved around a mystery this entire time. Yeah. And it's still a little bit of a mystery, although we know a little bit more information now. But they have to kind of navigate revealing all, like, they have two episodes basically now yes. to f- deliver explanations for all of this that make sense while still creating an entertaining show. So it's like the plane is, like, on the runway. It's about to land, but can they, like, can they maybe stick the, sense, the can landing? Can they stick the landing, right? Oh. Can, they make it, can they make it land where it's satisfying in that it solves the mysteries, it gives reasonable explanations to everything it's still entertaining and the fourth job is i think it's still setting up other things it has too. to set everything so there's a lot of, there's a lot to going on yeah how confident are you in this landing imran and, and anthony i'm i'm uh i'm pretty confident just because i'm a, a fanboy. so i'm confident but i don't think we're gonna get resolution for a bunch of things they want us on the hook so it may be a little frustrating where they're going to leave some things for the next movies and TV shows. I know. I'm starting to see a little bit of, I'm starting to see a little bit of like, uh, you know, writing on the wall. Like, obvi- like I obvious writing, yeah. you know what? No, like, like, oh, like you know, on, the on the wall. The wall. <laughs> oh, I mean, on like the on wall. the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
when you can actually see the writing, like you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I yeah. know where I'm like, I know where it's going. Like, yeah. no, it's like, I know where it's going and it's, it's going in a place that's, that's not above the pay grade of what the show it's should be. a little be. predictable, maybe cliche. No, no, no. It's just like, I feel like they're going to take like, the, you know, remember, remember how Lost is like, oh yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, we were dead the whole time. Yeah, it wasn't a thing at all. You know, like, like we knew that, like the first episode, like, why did you try and, uh, you know, like, so they never like rose to the occasion and actually mm. did something that was beyond our thinking, you know? Right, so. Right. We still got to find out what, you know, is everyone dead, sleeping, you know, what the kids, where are they? Why do they only show up once in a while? I have other questions like, what's up? I feel like it'll be fine, but I think, uh, I, you don't know. I mean, they're not going to answer a lot of that shit. I don't think they're going to answer a lot of it. And Lost kind of did the thing. Like, what's up with the mailman dude? They keep focusing on him. He's walking. He's he's with, uh, I think he feels like he's her, but maybe Agatha is controlling him. Well, the... We still don't really know who the bad guy is, really. Well, we know Agatha is, but she's hinted at her husband a few times Ralph. too. Who is Ralph? Ralph. Who the right. fuck is Ralph? I'm down for a witch fight too with purple magic versus red magic. Uh, and then what is that book? And uh, another theory I saw floated out there is: Could Hayward? Did Hayward need Vision to build Sentinels? For hmm. the upcoming mutants, I don't know. Well, if there's no mutants yet, I know. Why you don't need yeah, I would think the mutants come first and then you build the set. Or, yeah. uh, I don't know. Do we think that mutants will come out of this or not? Fuck, or? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody thinks people are being changed. People are being activated and giving powers. Is Darcy going to get powers now, too? She went through the thing. I think no. that they've established that <laughs> whatever Wanda's doing is warping reality enough to change everything that we know about it. Yeah. So I think it doesn't have to be as like connected as being in or out of the of the fucking the hex or anything like that. I think they, they just wanted to establish that if she chose to, like she could pretty much make anything. She could rewrite change. everything. This is the nexus for the future of the MCU. That's what I saw is. a theory online. I don't know if it's still the guy from Cinema Blend yeah. is still sticking with it, although he has his doubts now. Yeah, but he was like. I think it was a guy from Cinema Blend. Maybe I'm wrong. It might have been someone else. But uh, he was saying that Wiccan, the way he was describing his powers was very Charles Xavier-esque. Oh, interesting. Yes. So maybe like he, like he can, they might be able to hear each other. Charles Xavier would be able to help out. Telepathic mutant like powers. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, you know, he's hearing everything. That's very, when Charles Xavier first got his powers, like I can hear everything. Right, right. Like, it's too loud and you got to learn how to focus and quiet it down, which you've seen right. in a bunch of different movies and things. Uh, done well. So, wow. Uh, a couple other fun Easter eggs in the opening credit scene. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, how impressed I am. Uh, so, in the, wow. Oh, there's a license plate in the opening credit scene. It's got Stanley's birthday on it where the Wanda, the word Wanda is changing. But there's one quick shot of like a ransom note message with cut out letters. And it says, I know what you're doing, Wanda. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's, that's kind of weird. They threw in there on uh, the blankets. If you notice, there's hexagons on her comforter. She's being comforted by hexagons. And I did love the the video game controllers changing uh, from like the, yeah, the GameCube and the PlayStation and then the Atari. And then it was to an Uno. Then it was Uno. Uh, and uh, you've had like two or three times now where you've, you've had like long pauses after <laughs> you, you said something. Because <laughs> he, he only wants to talk when you're talking. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this episode, you motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm, you know, Ruggs was kind of disappointed. I'm still in and like, 
I, I like it. I, like I, it. I mean, but I'm, I'm admittedly so over the moon for what's going on that it, it's going to take like a, a nuke to pull me down right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm having fun with it, but I, I've been kind of uneasy with this show from the get go and it won me over in the third and fourth episode. And then I feel like, okay, we need to keep, I'm like, we need to keep the pressure on here. We need to really keep things rolling. I'm like, I want to, I want to see this open up. I want to see this be like the Mandalorian where I can't really, where I feel like, Oh, this is, this has never been done on TV before. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just not happening for me like that. But we'll see. We still got two episodes it's left. It's not there yet. But yeah, it's not over. So, all right. Good stuff. Uh, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> That's a... You that's gotta an clean internal up that one. That's an internal fart. Yeah, that's not. A, that's it's not. That's not a stinks. good one. It stinks. That's one it of those where you, you you anticipate you're gonna let it go and you're gonna have some good noise, or you could like let it out maybe even like silently, but instead you let out a and it's just like oh. You ever? I might have to check. You ever do? You ever do like a? Oh yeah, oh. Like a little. It's like it's like a little. Uh, it's a, it's what I'd imagine a queef would sound. Like. <laughs> it's oh, like your butthole shit. opens and air just escapes. Yeah, this is like that Eddie Murphy bit of him doing Richard Pryor doing shit jokes. You ever like, you ever like get that fart? Do you want to go? That's all the fart I'm gonna get. Come on, what the fuck is that? Sometimes you know though, like you can feel the the bubbles in you, and you could you're gonna make music. You feel gas. You're like I could float on water right now. I can feel it inside. I'm a little disbalanced. You could hit the notes like on a a trumpet on an orchestra. What about heat? What about fart heat? Oh, the, I like it. Well, in the winter, it's very helpful. <laughs> in the winter, it's lovely. Like when you really heat it up, but you're like, whoa! <laughs> like you got the hot, the hotness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got the thermostat turned on, turned up to 120 <laughs> as it's coming out. Yeah, you're like, whoa! Like this is some combustion. I'm cooking it. I'm cooking you it. You feel like you feel like. Yeah, if any open flames are around, you're going to be in trouble. You feel like a, you feel like a science class, like you're in chemistry and things are coming out. Like you just mix a few chemicals inside your asshole and they come out. At the same time. <laughs> it's a green dust. Okay, so we've talked. Adam about, Morris, tell us about farts. Sometimes we've talked about baby pubes and farts intensely this episode. I just wanted to make a note. And yeah, and all kinds pubes inside of pubes. <laughs> yes, pubes inside of pubes yeah. coming the out double, of pubes. The, the double header pew. Yes. Anyway, I wanted to share some comments <laughs> from this episode from our listeners, from our Facebook group, Jock and Her Nation. Lisa Morrison commenting on our spoiler thread saying, so what happened to the one hour long episode? This was awesome, but too short. What? I think that report was wrong. That report was absolutely wrong. And I was kind <laughs> of upset. The episode was exactly the same length as the episode before. Uh, just a mid credit scene. Adding a mid credit scene maybe added what, like forty seconds to the thing. It's still about half an hour, so that's interesting. Hold on, we're gonna get into that. Ben West Cranford says uh, I really enjoyed the sitcom aspect of this one. An actually funny, clever episode. Still not sure about Pietro and Agnes is not the big villain. There are more layers here. I'm thinking definitely. What a hell, a hell of a run on Sundays. There, There's no you. punctuation, by the way, in that <laughs> sentence. And I listen. He's having too fun to give a fuck. Yeah, he did. About listen, it. he's out kayaking in Australia. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's using one finger is typing. You think all this he's out gonna he's... hit space twice to put a period? No, 
Well, he's doing that. Well, he's sailboating Man. upside down no or whatever time. he does out there. There's no time for punctuation for Wes Cranford. <laughs> Hamad Akbar Khan says, two episodes to pack up the whole stuff? Oh, shit. Uh, this is going to be a lot. Hopefully they can do it without leaving any loose threads because that will be very annoying considering the show has had a slow pace. Now, Aha, Hamad is on my wavelength. Is, I think Hamad is dead on there because... I hinted that that too. They got a lot going on. I'm hoping that the next two episodes will be longer. I don't know. Even if they're an hour, is that going to be enough? Which is what makes me believe they're not going to tie up a lot of this shit in, in this show. Yeah. It's going to get tied up in movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, the, for what it's worth, these shows are they have to serve multiple things, right? Yeah. They have to be yeah. contained, yet also part of a bigger universe, also setting up other things so sort of similar to comics right like yes yes some storylines have to still lead into the event comics. they're still dangling threads that right. they can pick up in a later series so if it's done right it's not annoying and it's satisfying uh daryl k goes how many regular folks watching this episode said who the fuck is agatha harkness yes daryl what show have you been listening to we've been talking about agatha harkness yes. like every episode haven't we no but he's talking well, he's, about he's regular, regular people that don't listen oh. to our show yeah. oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess everybody who doesn't listen to this show was like, who the fuck is Agatha? They, not only said that, they were like, oh, that, that lady, Monica Rambeau, she has powers? Yeah. What, what character is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so people go... No one knows who really Photon is. People are going to Google, which is great. I hope they go look up who it is, and uh, this is getting added. And then Jeffrey now says the Munster-style Agatha All Along song was brilliant. That's actually sung by Katherine Hahn, who I just found out. She also went to Northwestern here in Chicago. She is a Northwestern graduate, and she can sing. And uh, I don't know. I think I really like her. Evanston, Northwestern. Oh, and, well, and you, Evanston. She Some did a show with Chicago. Kevin Bacon. Did you watch that? No. Show that she did with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, you should watch TV it. show, right? Yeah, it's on HBO. I forgot what it was. It was Agatha. Oh, it was Agatha. Also, I don't see how you could do a second season of this show the way it is. Do you think this is going to be a one-off? Like, you can't do WandaVision season two with more, with the whole sitcom thing. Like, that's going to be done. We'll see. I mean, I didn't really think they had a, any steam for a WandaVision show in the first right? place. Right, that's so. a good point. But I wonder if we will get a second season. Okay. I don't know if we'll get it. Yeah, I don't, I, to that point, though, I don't know if we'll get it with the, the sitcom yeah. recreations. But again. then do you... Oh, it, it's I Love Dick. I Love Dick is a great name. And it, and it, yeah, and it really is about her loving Dick. <laughs> it's her love about Richard Nixon. She's just... No, obsessed. no, it's her, oh. it's her fucking getting fucked oh, by see. some guy. Oh, it's actual yeah. Dick. Oh. I see. Nice. Oh, shit. I like it. Uh, okay, let's finish with some what are we watching. Uh, yeah. Well, let's start with uh, Nomadland there, Anthony. I did get to watch the Nomadland on Hulu. Yeah, did you like it? I did enjoy it. It is a very artsy, indie, introspective, quiet, slice-of-life movie that sometimes the uh, Oscars loves that shit. But it was like watching a documentary and then they just told Francis McDormand, I'm going to shoot this documentary. Just go pretend you're one of these people. And we're going to shoot this. And But it's beautiful camera work, cinematography. Like there was a wide angle lens on everything. And you're just following her around. Yeah. Nothing really happens, but you do learn about this nomad culture. And they don't yeah. they don't glamorize it, which I thought was interesting. It's, it's, it's romantic, but it's not all 
fucking great. It's not a pretentious movie. Not a pretentious. No, it's very uh, matter of fact. But it was weird because it was like a. Is this a? It's like a. It's a. What? It's a docu fiction. What is it? Is a document? I thought it was a documentary. I thought I was watching a documentary. It, it looks like a documentary. Yeah. And there's real nomads in it. Yeah. It's basically Borat. It's a serious Borat. Yes. Absolutely. It's like it's a Borat without jokes. It's like she goes in there, she pretended to be somebody, yeah. and they're taping it. Well, they, but the thing is, they know that it's a movie. The people on set yeah. know that it's a movie. It's it's tough that the lines are blurred because you have real life nomads, and either they're telling real stories or they've just been coached up so well. So it's interesting because their dialogue, though, it's obvious. It's so different the way a real person talks. Then even in, uh, the best actor delivering dialogue, you could tell when yeah. a real person is telling a story. It's not finessed. It's clunky. Well, what, they're repeating things. What's kind of impressive then for me was the, it wasn't my favorite movie of the year. Now you can see, hear then the review on Patreon. But uh, Frances McDormand having to basically get on that level yeah. where she doesn't look out of place amongst yeah. real people is, I think, very difficult. And that she is does a very, very good hard. Job. A- amazing performance to just slide in there and it's the movie is so real it's Super just the only real, yeah. only word i can think about it can you she's imagine been, she's doing the uh, the director she's probably going to win best director chloe Zhao. yeah did that and now she's doing eternals like how wildly different those movies the, are so it's going to be interesting to see what she does with a movie with a like a plot and like a story structure because this the other movies she's just filming things and you just kind of cut it together and there's a little bit of a story. This is the perfect movie to make a fucking gigantic And now you're going to have film. her do Eternals with a, a special effect. It's going to be fascinating. It's so, I, it's I, so wild. Having gotten into movies now like a little bit more, it's wild how Marvel plucks these like indie people. I love it. I love it. I love it. But then they like, you see how much sometimes they strip away from the indie guy of like their, yeah. their, um, yeah, yeah. their integrity. Who they are. Yeah, who they are. Some, their some, artistic but, integrity. But then you bit. also see some of the ones that are really creative, like Ryan Coogler or like yes. some of the other ones are able to weave in some of their stuff. So it's interesting to see how uh, the big indie director, like a lot of these, the way they're doing it is a lot of these guys, they don't have like the e- intermediate movie. They're just jumping in from yeah. like small movie to gigantic movie. Here's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Right, and it's like, <laughs> It's just interesting to see if they are able to sink or swim within that. Well, you have generic type of directors like your John Watts, and then you got your full style Taika Waititi's. I mean, we're going to get Sam Raimi's style. Taika Waititi's a very good example of him being able to weave his style into Marvel. So I have no doubt that she will film some incredible visual fucking things because what she showed with shots of the desert, the Badlands, there's a part of the movie that it looks like an alien planet that she's in, and it's gorgeous. It's a beautifully shot movie for sure. Yeah, I can't say I would recommend it to a lot of people. I don't think many, I don't think many people would really appreciate it. I like these kind of movies because they do make you think about your life and yourself. And it is again, it's like a slice so of you, life thing. You did get something out of it. I this did film. get something out I, of it. I would it. say it's, I also got something out of it. It's moving. It is by it's the emotional. end. It is pretty emotional. Not yeah. pretty emotional. It was like it hits on some things where you're like, oh, like that's that's an interesting idea, thought there. And it's based on, like, the setup is crazy. Like, in 2011, this town in, uh, is it Nevada? A, a, a factory shuts down, and the whole town pretty much disappears. They're all real. It's gone. The town is gone. Think about that. And, like, what do you do? So I love the Amazon fulfillment stuff and her finding work. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. It'll probably, it might win Best Picture. It has a very good shot. Yeah, it has, it has the stuff that they like to uh, uh, reward. Yeah, a little bit. Well, no, yeah. well, in stark contrast to this Oscar-winning film, okay, 
I wa- I watched The Tax Collector. Oh yes, with Shia LaBeouf, uh, starring Shia LaBeouf <laughs> as a guy who's pretending to be Mexican. Oh jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is going great. It is a B movie. <laughs> oh okay. I would say uh, it's, but I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a fucking stupid B movie. All it takes is guys with guns blowing people away and. A somewhat attractive woman doing things, and uh, I'm you're halfway there. George Lopez is. Oh, you got George Lopez. George Lopez is in, is in it. It's a heavy hidden cast there. It the movie is just okay. <laughs> There's a satanic bad guy. Okay, oh that wants to take over the drug cartel. How is Nicolas Cage not in this movie? All right, and Shia LaBeouf and his best friend are the the tax collectors. They go and they collect money for the drug cartel. Okay. And uh, I guess uh, fucking shit goes down and uh, it's fucking it's fucking crazy. Lots of blood. Lots of people die. Um, I don't know. It's a movie. I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't recommend movie. it. But if you want to watch, if you like watching movies about L.A. drug cartels, people getting shot, uh, some some gangs and stuff like yeah it's a movie Grand Theft Auto movie movie. the movie it's a movie I was shocked that that Shia LaBeouf was used in this movie because they build his character up to be the ultimate badass and they literally do nothing with it they literally do nothing with it but other than that whatever so that's a movie I watch all right good stuff Yeah, that's is, what is we're that, watching. A, I told so you. So it's a recommend for you? Geek boner. Not, not a strong recommend. Uh, a very, very weak. Gotcha. Like, if you have nothing else to watch. Is, this, is it better than Roadhouse? I think it's on. No, okay, good. it's not better. Okay, it's not as then good I don't as Roadhouse. Know if I need no. to watch it because I love Roadhouse. But uh, that's, it's on a, Hulu, if you're, I think. And um, what, the other thing that I watch, I watch Ted Lasso. Another <laughs> Ted Star Lasso Contract. is fantastic on Apple TV+. Plus. I think it's good. It's it's a good it's show. Very charming. Uh, Sudeikis I mean, is amazing in this role. It's what you. It's the reason why I think it's hit so many things. It's it's a story of a guy who's just he's positive in the face of all kinds of horrible stuff. And this is a and this is something that's actually true. Is that if you approach life, even your start, even your strongest enemy, yep. with some kind of kindness. Yeah. You might eventually wear them down. You might eventually uh, get them on. Your I kind of live my life like that a little bit. I could relate to Ted Lasso's uh, personality, but Anthony, does the, he, Jason Sudeikis plays Ned Flanders in real life. He's like, no matter what anybody says, he's just like, Oakley Doakley, have a good day. <laughs> but it's so he's so charming, and uh, he does such a and the, the story is fantastic. Uh, I yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, I'm into it. Good. I have one more recommend. There's a great show I started checking out on sci-fi. It's called Resident Alien. Uh, it is stars Alan Tudyk, who is an alien who crash lands in a little secluded town in Colorado where it's always snowing, and he inhabits the body of the t- of a doctor and becomes the town doctor as he's figuring out how to be a human and to complete his mission 
which is to kill all humans on the planet. Oh, that is the mission. But during that, it's like Northern Exposure. I don't know if anyone used to watch this show, Northern Exposure. Super charming show about this New York doctor gets stuck in Alaska and you learn this quirky town and quirky characters. This is Northern Exposure with an alien in it. It's really fucking charming. Alan Tudyk is amazing. His inner monologue that he talks over is hilarious. Uh, and it's just so he's he's learning to fall in love with humans, even though his mission was to come and kill everyone. I, I got a couple of things. OK, what do you got? I got two things that I had to watch for a for preparation for a show that I will be on. Oh, excellent. For called Mostly Superheroes. Oh, had I know the guy that on. show. Oh, yeah. shit. Logan from Mostly yeah. Superheroes. By the time this show releases, I believe the episode I'm on will have released. But I had to watch Thor the Dark World. And since this move this this episode that we are recording is coming out on Wednesday, I will play off like I've already watched Memento. Oh yes, okay. So you're gonna watch. I've seen Memento in the past, it. but I I will have watched it again by the time this show releases. So yeah, those were uh, Thor: of The Dark Worlds. Uh, How was that watching it again after uh, all these years? Darcy's still pretty funny. Darcy's fantastic, <laughs> but, dude. Uh, I it, love no, it's, just a, it's just an okay movie. It, it's yeah. really not worth rewatching again. Unless you're just, just a big Marvel nerd. Just the end bit with the Loki switch uh, switch out. It's always it's okay. good. It's just, they, didn't, they, weren't, they didn't know what they were doing yet. They didn't know how to... Malekith. What a waste. Come on. And then the other uh, things I've been watching. So I've been watching on YouTube because I'm Mr. Oscars. I've been watching For Your Consideration by Collider. Ah. Where they do their predictions for like best actress, best... So I've been watching those things. And then Hollywood Reporter, since for a while now has been doing these round tables okay with actors writers directors of Whoa. all like the big contenders yeah um the most recent one that i watched was actually from a year ago a little over a year ago it was um studio executives round table and it, they had sony universal wb paramount uh, uh disney netflix wow. and amazon it was really wow. freaking interesting they, they wow. had like all the heads there and they were talking about like what goes into making a movie, a bad movie, the, the current state of everything. And it was it was very interesting. So I'm going to continue watching these roundtables that Hollywood Reporter. Those, that's on YouTube? YouTube, yep. Yeah, Insightful so, stuff. Right now, the top uh, the top leads for the categories, Nomadland, Best Picture, Chloe Zhao, Best Director, Carrie Mulligan, Best Actress, Daniel Kaluuya, Best Supporting, Nomadland, Best Adapted, Trial of Chicago 7, best original screenplay. Those are all, I think those are the top predicted. Listen to mine with uh, Gerald Morris. Yeah, that's here. a great show. Sign up for the Patreon. You'll hear them break it all down. Speaking of Gerald Morris, so subscribe to Mostly Superheroes. You'll hear Anthony. You can check out the show I was on. And then subscribe to Two Peas on a Pod because the show Anthony was on, top five most anticipated MCU properties, is out. I'll have a link to all these things in our show description. Support our pod buddies. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, at Really Rugboy. Not at Twitter, on Really Rugboy? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> you can find me on Really Rugboy. Get on top what's of him. The, what's, the, what's the key you press for that? <laughs> the Katural key. I don't know. The on key. The on key. Uh, listener, the most important thing you could do to help us out, tell a friend. Word of mouth. Spread the geekery. Text this episode to a buddy. Post it on your Facebook. Do all that stuff. 
Uh, we would appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. See you ladies. Need more money. Oh, I can't. I fucking it's love It's too it. late for me. <laughs> fucking fantastic. I woke up too early this morning. I want your head up when I throw my fist in the air. All right. Jock and Nerd. <laughs>